Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Attorney General Christian Porter has fiercely denied historical rape allegations, declaring it simply did not happen. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. What's next for Mr Porter? Good morning, Jodie. Well, he says he'll take a couple of weeks' leave to improve his mental health and then he hopes to return to his position as Attorney General, refusing to stand aside. An emotional declaration of innocence. I can say categorically that what has been put in various forms, in allegations, simply did not happen. Rejecting allegations of rape stretching back to 1988. I was 17 years old and the other person was 16. Saying they socialised in a group at a debating tournament, but that was all. He said he's had no contact with the woman in the 33 years since and couldn't say why she went to New South Wales Police last year and accused him of sexual assault. I don't know. I don't know what her circumstances were. I don't know. The woman didn't make a formal statement and withdrew the complaint before she died in June. Mr Porter says no one put the allegations to him before they were first aired by the ABC on Friday night. I have been subject to the most wild, intense, unrestrained series of accusations that I can remember in modern Australian politics. South Australian police initially reported no suspicious circumstances surrounding the woman's death. But the state coroner has now declared the investigation is incomplete, asking police to make further investigations before deciding whether to hold an inquest. Mr Porter says he knows nothing about the circumstances of her passing. These conspiracy theories that are just everywhere, it is just absolutely wild. Christian Porter says he won't stand down or stand aside and that doing so would set a dangerous precedent, not just for ministers, but anyone facing unproven allegations. If that happens, anyone in public life is able to be removed simply by the printing of an allegation. He says he has the Prime Minister's backing as colleagues show their support. He clearly spoke from the heart and has certainly taken its toll on him and now he just deserves that space. So senior ministers seemingly standing by Christian Porter for now. Jody And Olivia, there's more trouble for the government this morning. Yes, the spotlight again on Defence Minister Linda Reynolds, who's already faced criticism for her handling of rape allegations from her former staff member, Brittany Higgins, by another colleague in the Minister's office at Parliament House in 2019. Several staff members for Linda Reynolds claim they overheard the Minister refer to Ms Higgins as, quote, a lying cow in response to not necessarily 
the rape allegations, but news reporting of the story. Linda Reynolds says, I have never questioned Ms Higgins' account of her alleged sexual assault. I did, however, comment on news reports regarding surrounding circumstances that I felt had been misrepresented. And the Minister remains on medical leave until next week. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. Australian of the Year Grace Tame has criticised Scott Morrison's handling of the Brittany Higgins rape claim. During a speech in Canberra, she called on the government to reform laws on child sexual abuse. But when asked about the Prime Minister's use of the phrase as a father last month, as he responded to Ms Higgins' allegations, this was her response. It shouldn't take having children to have a conscience. And actually, on top of that, having children doesn't guarantee a conscience. Ms Tame says the first step is to listen to survivors. The latest snapshot of the Australian economy has shown it's shrugging off pandemic pressures. Household spending continued to rise despite JobKeeper winding back, raising hopes of further growth. What a difference six months makes. It's a good day for the Australian economy. GDP growth in the final quarter of 2020 clocked in at 3.1%. A stark turnaround from minus 7% in the three months to June and only slightly below the bumper previous quarter. Overall in 2020, our economy shrank by just 1.1%. It's now recovered most of the slump wreaked by COVID-19. Six months earlier and twice as fast as we expected in last year's October budget. Household spending jumped over 4% as savings dropped from 60-year highs to 12%. Spending on cars and hotels, cafes and restaurants led the rise. Not far behind are clothing and footwear purchases and farming output a third higher. The credit for this rebound goes to the Australian people. Particularly in Victoria, as it emerged from an 11-week lockdown. So much of this story here is about the reopening of the Victorian economy. Today's numbers show the economy coped well with the first set of cuts to JobKeeper last October, reducing fears about what will happen when the support grinds to a complete halt later this month. The economy looks like it's resilient enough to support that. Growth is reasonably broad across the economy and most importantly, households have continued to spend. Gemma Acton, 7 News. The threat from tropical cyclone Niren is starting to ease with the system moving away from the far north coast. Niren is expected to intensify into a Category 3 storm within the next 24 hours, but it won't make landfall system will start to track in a southeasterly direction away from the coast and take the bulk of its weather influence with it. A cyclone warning remains in place. Ex-students have come out in support of a former Melbourne headmaster who pleaded guilty to faking his teaching credentials. For 24 years, Neil Lenny scored jobs at some of Victoria's most prestigious schools without ever having any qualifications. Despite this, former colleagues and high-profile students sang his praises in detailed letters in court. The 72-year-old remains on bail and is due to be sentenced later this month. A new Russian variant of coronavirus has been detected among returning travellers in hotel quarantine in Queensland. Several people on board a Qatar Airways flight have tested positive. It's prompted tougher quarantine measures for more than 70 passengers. We will receive our formal release letter and an hour later they tell us, no, you're not leaving, you need to stay five more days because of somebody else uh, tested positive in the same flight. 
Queensland Health has apologised but says the extended stay is necessary given the Russian variant is still very new. The Duchess of Sussex has hit back at claims she bullied former royal aides while living at Kensington Palace. In a statement, a spokesperson for the Duchess described the accusations as a calculated smear campaign launched just days before Meghan and Harry's tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey. Meantime, the Duchess of Cornwall has given an update about Prince Philip's health. Prince Philip is now entering his third week in hospital. The family of music industry legend Michael Godinsky has accepted the Victorian government's offer of a state funeral to celebrate his life. There's also a push to hold a tribute concert in his honour, featuring some of the stars who owe their careers to the promoter. There would be no shortage of people wanting to, to do a tribute to Michael on the day and I think that would be appropriate. Details for the funeral are being finalised. Be prepared to pay more for your weekly shop. Fruit and vegetable prices are set to rise and the bill at the butchers is also on the way up. Fresh fruit like this could soon cost up to almost 30% more. A shortage of overseas pickers starting to bite. Do we get the opportunity to pick fruit before it becomes too mature to make it through the market? They're walking away from crop, which means that there's less supply in the market essentially. So naturally would see a, a price rise. Apples, pears, stone fruit and grapes are worst affected, along with some summer vegetables. We're right in the period of peak labour demand for the horticulture sector. These March, April and May um, really are, have high, high demands. With international borders closed, growers are desperate for more harvest labour to be allowed into the country to help with the shortage. Stick with us, we've got some great products. Uh, might be a little bit expensive, but fingers crossed we do get the workers in and then, then it's going to be a great season. Shoppers are being warned meat prices are also expected to rise, not due to COVID, but the drought. Stock has been replenished with the rain, but farmers are holding on to them and fewer cattle are making it to market. The supply shortage tipped to last for some time. I've seen this in 2001 and we've got probably six to nine months out of it. I hope it's less than that now because it's an excessive uh, increase. Chris Stubbs, 7 News. Alzheimer's disease could soon be stopped before memory loss begins. A drug from the US that reduces plaque buildup in the brain is showing exciting early results and could target those with a family history of the debilitating condition. For 61-year-old Bill Yates, a diagnosis of early onset Alzheimer's 18 months ago was shattering. The biggest problem with the disease is that when you realise that there's no cure for it, there's no meaning for life. It's thought that Alzheimer's is caused by abnormal build-up of proteins known as AB peptides in and around the brain. The peptides form plaque in brain cells, while tau proteins form tangles, leading to cognitive impairment and loss of memory. Now US researchers have found a drug that could prevent that plaque build-up. Any news which gives hope is a real positive step in the right direction. Instead of stopping the peptide altogether, the drug, GSM, works by slightly altering its activity to reduce the amount produced. This drug is different because it doesn't block an enzyme, it 
changes the way it works and modulates it. Repeated doses of the new drug completely eliminated the plaque build-up in rodents and reduced it by 70% in monkeys with no toxic side effects. Whether it's a breakthrough, we need to see the human trials first. The next step is clinical trials to ascertain whether the drug is safe and effective in humans. If so, it could be on the market within five years. Helen Wellings, Seven News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is currently trading higher, the Nasdaq is down, in London the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose, the All Lords finished higher as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,714 US dollars an ounce, oil is 61 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying almost 78 US cents, 83 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. A driver has crashed through the front door of a KFC restaurant in Sydney, suffering minor injuries but fortunately not hitting any staff or customers. Witnesses say he was reaching to open a door for his passenger who was returning with food when his foot hit the accelerator. Despite the carnage, other drivers kept lining up at the normal drive through window. In a move that's worrying US health experts, Texas and Mississippi have announced they're lifting coronavirus mask mandates and allowing businesses to fully reopen. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Good morning, Ash. There are fears this could cause another spike in COVID cases and deaths. Good morning, Jodie. Yeah, those on the COVID task force are extremely worried about this decision. They feel that these states are jumping the gun, that they should be waiting at least another month or two as America rolls out this uh, vaccine. Texas was the first state to make this decision. The governor there essentially taking his state back to pre-COVID times, saying that there would be no masks and uh, businesses could return to functioning at 100%. This is how the governor has justified the decision. Too many Texans have been sidelined from employment opportunities. Too many small business owners have struggled to pay their bills. This must end. It is now time to open Texas 100 Mississippi was the second state to follow suit with that decision, also agreeing to lift the mask mandate uh, and to return businesses to full capacity. All of this coming after Joe Biden announced that all Americans would have access to the COVID vaccine by May. That is a deadline that's been brought forward by two months after this huge partnership was struck between pharmaceutical giants uh, Johnson & Johnson and Merck. Some good news on the horizon for those here who are just so desperate to get their hands on the vaccine, Jody. Sure is. Okay, thanks, Ash. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and tropical cyclone Niran are generating rain, gusty winds and storms over North Queensland. A low and trough are causing showers and storms over Western WA, some intense. A trough over northeastern New South Wales and southeast Queensland is triggering a few showers and storms. Cool winds are bringing showers to Tasmania. Around the capitals now, a shower or two in Brisbane, heading for a top of 28 degrees, 27 degrees and mostly sunny in Sydney and in Canberra. Cloudy in Melbourne, 21. Showers clearing in Hobart, 21 there as well. Sunny in Adelaide, heading for 26. Possible storms in Perth, 25. And mostly sunny, 33 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 4th of March, 2021. 